Hey everybody, Robotuner here. I just want to let everyone know that Logic Pro decided to take a shit on me and I lost all my individual audio tracks. So, once again, Mixler saved the, the day and you'll be getting us all via one ambient rune mic. You may hear us make references to other segments and audio files that you can't hear on the on the mic, so just be forewarned. Until then, hope you enjoy. This episode of Robotuner's Significant Podcast brought to you by In the Corn Time. Ever felt lonely? Good. You've been in the corner too long. Time to come out. Back to you, Rope Tuner. The following broadcast contains insignificant information. Therefore, if you continue to listen to this podcast, it is at your own discretion. Go fuck yourself. Broadcasting with no real intentions from Fort Worth, Texas, it's RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast. Occurrence 52. For Sunday, January 3rd, 2016. In the year of the very first prefabricated rock band made for television. That's right. We didn't even coordinate that beforehand. How about that? right <laughs> it is the year of the monkey we have exited the year of the goat so now you will hear approximately uh-huh 52 weeks additional weeks of random facts that you may or may not have known about our favorite marsupial is that even right yes okay <laughs> i'm like winging this here big time yeah <laughs> uh, that can be arranged Go drink some Kool-Aid. You drink some Kool-Aid. Okay, so, yes, this is our first occurrence in the year of the monkey, and I'm not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. It's not marsupial, it's simian, isn't it? Sim- well, that, that, that's why I was asking you if that was right. Well, I thought it was right in my head at first, and I thought, Lion King Simba, simian. The yeah. Simba is monkey. Shut up, Shiner. Jesus, what is he, what is he going apeshit on? Oh, yeah, marsupials are like kangaroos and it's koalas a, and shit. It's okay. a freaking primate, guys. Yeah. Primate. Yeah. Oh, or simian. <laughs> Simian's also okay. <laughs> I told you I was winging this shit. I'm not a scientist. That's my worst subject in school, anyway. And that's a canine in the background. Yeah, it is a canine. Just now, that, that is a fact. Our annoying ass canine. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. Me neither. Uh, It's been a a very low-key two weeks at my job. Not much going on, which leaves free time to do other stuff. You didn't introduce us. He's still there. You're absolutely right. Okay. Greetings, Robotuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa. Back again with that low-budget podcasting style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. And it's really hard to keep my mind focused when I have all these other distractions in show and out of show going on around me. So, otherwise, sitting across from me is my existing, everlasting, romantic life partner, Shelly. Yes, I'm sitting here topless. That's why he's distracted. (laughs) 
and the man with the exquisite tastes and soundtrack, Special K, Kenneth. Hello. Hello. Is it, is is it me you're looking for? Or hello from the other side of the podcasting table. <laughs> is it me you're looking for? Is this how this the New Year's going to go out for our shows? Jesus Christ. I hope so. I hope they're wackier than we were last year. Mm. That's all you can ask for. They were really wacky last year. I already feel I like pressing we, stop. We could do better. You think we can do better? Yeah. You feel like pressing stop? Mm-hmm. Why? I just do. Why? Because this music is very soothing, but it's making me very angry on the inside. Why are you angry? <laughs> because I was derailed immediately. I thought you did a good job, Matt. <laughs> anyway. Our little monkey thing worked out. You know, we didn't even plan it. It's called serendipity. Serendipity? Yep. Well, why, why don't y'all two bitches do this show, and I'll just sit in the living room and get along with everybody else. Isn't that a stripper at Baby Dolls? No, it's a perfect or something accident. Happy accident. Oh, that, that, was, a, that was a key phrase that was adopted by Bob Ross. It was adopted by Chicken Express. They have a special seasoning for their chicken. And it's not Chicken Express's seasoning. You can buy that over the counter at Brookshire's. 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 Either or. Actually, if you went to the UK, they'd say Brookshire's also. Brookshire's. You have to grit your teeth when you're saying it. Brookshire's. I go shop at Brookshire's. I am a double air truck. Got somebody smack me in the fucking face with the baseball bat. Okay, give me the baseball bat. We'll give her a shot. <laughs> so, yeah. I heard uh, you were going to do uh, top video games for 2015. Yes, yes, yes. You are correct on that, Kenneth. Special K. Uh, so this is a list that I had actually gone on the Jerry Jones Show Massacre when I guessed it on there last week, along with several other local podcasters. Jason Tyree from Tyree Radio, uh, Aaron Sanchez from Operate Our Podcast, and uh, Jeff the Lord from Funky Town Podcast. And this is the same list that I went over on that show. However, I'm not under their freaking gigantic platinum thumbs to just say 10 words or less about it and then go on to the next. So I'll be going over that same list again the way I see it. Ah. RoboTuner presents the top. Is it 10? Uh, let's 15? See. No, I have 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, that's just the top games. Yeah. Platinum Thumbs. You can't put the chains on RoboTuner. Well, actually, they can on when I go there because it's their show. But when but they, they come can't here, on our show, you can't put the chains on. That's right. <laughs> so apparently, you can put the chains on RoboTuner. You just have to read the small print. You just have to be a part of that show and put it on there. I can't. You can't be a part of the show, or you can't... No, she can't put the chains on Robotuner. That's what she's saying. But his other friends can. You know what kind of friends. Mm. Podcasting friends? Sure, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> wow, she's on read tonight. Yeah. Please don't speak ill willy... Ill, speak your will of don't those that we Don't speak about their willies. Of we... Those in which we ally ourselves with. I wasn't speaking ill, Ill willy. Oh. It willy? It willing? Is that even right? 
I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so that's what I that's what I got tonight. And let's go ahead and kick this off, and then we'll do the usual fun facts and news stories afterwards. So yes, 2016 was. Uh, I'm sorry, 2015. 2016. I really don't know what's coming out that I'm really excited for yet. Anyway, 2015 was a great year for games, in my opinion. Mainly because I had decided to pull the trigger and go with the Xbox One for my current gen system. So here are all the games. Here are all the top games that were introduced and released in 2015 that I had placed on this list. First off, Fallout 4, the long-awaited sequel to Fallout 3. Alright, hold on a second. What is the format of this? Are we talking like best to worst? Or? No, 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 no specific order. I'm, I just named, okay. these are just my top seven games of the of the year. Okay. Yeah. No particular order. Yeah. So this was, this was a long-awaited sequel okay. to Fallout 3, and for the most part, it was a lot like Fallout 3. Not much had changed, which isn't necessarily a bad thing to me. I actually have played all of the Fallout games except for New Vegas. That's the only one I haven't tried yet. Um, but... The most significant changes in this game that um, from Fallout 3 were, first off, the VAT system where you basically pause the game, you get to hone in which body part you get to shoot at the enemy, and whenever you, um, whenever you activate that mode, in Fallout 3 it completely stops the action, but in Fallout 4 it actually slows down, it actually just puts everything in slow motion, so you can still take damage from enemies while you're trying to target who you're going to shoot at and what you know, which body part you're going to aim for. As far as visual quality, do you think it's better or worse than Fallout 3? It's slightly, it's slightly better. A lot of the textures are the same. I, I mean, I don't consider it a detriment in any way because Fallout to me is all about the gameplay and the experience. So there, that's one thing. Another thing, what? I heard you burp. Big deal. I'll delete it in post. She's windy. <laughs> She's windy? She's windy today. Oh, okay. I thought you said windy, like... Windy, like with an eye. Not okay. Windy. 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 I was like, sorry to burp in the mic. <laughs> well, good for you. Anyway, but the second thing that was um, pretty different about this game is the dialogue. Um, the dialogue choices um, had changed. You still have a. Whenever you talk to most characters in the game, you still get to choose like three or four different options. Um, the biggest difference is that, number one, there's complete voice acting from whoever your main character is, whether you choose male or female. Uh, that wasn't done in any of the other games. And um, the... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, in, all, in all honesty, it really doesn't change the dialogue much between the other character, depending on what, um, what response you pick. In other words, it may just change... Uh, their response back to you instead of like the entire flow of the conversation. You're still talking about Fallout 4. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm still talking about Fallout 4. Um, so yeah, there's that. And um, this I thought was the coolest thing about it. You get to name your character at the start of the game to, as well as, you know, pick your appearance and all that stuff. You can do the same thing in the Skyrim games too and in Fallout 3. Um, but one thing that I thought was really kick-ass, at the very start of the game, you have a, a robot companion who you also get to, um, if you want to choose him as your companion to follow you, to follow you throughout the game, you can. Um, but anyway, he will actually call you by your given last name in the game. Like, my last name is Thomas, and whenever I put in my name, uh, first name Matt, last name Thomas, 
And one of the first lines of dialogue after starting the gameplay, uh, he said, Mr. Thomas, it's so good to see you. Like, holy shit. <laughs> they yeah. recorded dialogue for my name. And I, I did a follow-up. I, I followed up by, re- by searching online about the dialogue in the game. They recorded over, I think, 400 or 450 names for Codsworth, the opening robot in that game, for him to actually uh, say your name back to you. Well, what do they do if it's not in that list? Does it say, like... I don't know. No, I didn't sir. That, that he might say something generic like that, yeah. So, but I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I've never seen that done in a game before. So far, he's the only person that actually calls you by your last name that you pick it, if it's one that they recorded dialogue for. Yeah, I've never heard of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Anyway, but, yeah, the, the story... The story on the game and just the amount of... The amount of things that you can do in the game, and they haven't even released any DLC for it either. And I'm already, I think, 37 or 38 hours into it. I'm on level 29, and I, I think I'm nearing the end of the story mode. But, and I think I have like 12 or 13 different side quests in my quest log already. If that tells you anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you know Fallout 4. That was what that was one of the more, more anticipated games for me this year. Um, but yeah, I. Once I beat the story mode, though, I don't think I'm going to put too much time into it. Uh, and I'm still on the fence about getting any DLC for it, if it comes out, because of how much time I've sunk into it already. Yeah, so. just building on what you said earlier about you're, not much has changed and you don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think there's something to be said about keeping the controls familiar, yeah. but refining them like you're talking about. I mean, I think that really does build uh, you know, a little more into the game. You know, like uh, I really hate it when they go from one one type of play to a completely different one, and, and you're having to relearn the controls when you're. But the you know, and it, it's the same title. I'm trying to think of an example of that. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and some of the things, some of the other things that carried over from number three to four were the radio stations. You still get them, and from what I've heard, I haven't come across any stations yet that there are songs on there that take songs from the 1950s and 60s and they change the lyrics like uh, they have a song that changes the lyrics of I Get Around by the Beach Boys and they talk about like guns and radiation and that kind of shit yeah they do I, I listened to it when I was sitting in Markham's room they do that that's awesome yeah I, I haven't figured out what radio station that is in the game though uh, but they got that and the Pip-Boy um, which I didn't get the limited edition collectors with that actually included an actual Pip-Boy uh, but they have um, they have mini games that you can actually find throughout the game and play them on your their, your Pit Boy. Like there's one that emulates Donkey Kong. There's one that emulates Pitfall. I think there's one that emulates Missile Command. So, oh, so a couple the, cool little gems. So Pit Boy is basically uh, uh, just a Game Boy. It's a well, right, right. You can basically turn it into a Game Boy with the different hollow tapes you find throughout the game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> And the uh, the main display in the Pip Boy is green in this game, and I think in the 10? other one, seven. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say about it. Miss impatient. No, I guess I'm just I'm asking. Gonna... Are we going over ten video games? No, no, seven. seven. A total oh, seven. Okay. Yeah. I'm not being impatient. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought she was. <laughs> she she need to take off her shoes to count to seven. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got that one. And uh, next on my list is The Witcher Three. Um, now, mind you, I've never played the original Witcher or Witcher number two, and the closest game that I can think of to compare this one to is Skyrim, really. Except it's mainly in th- uh, 
It's uh, mainly in third person. Um, See, I was under the impression you didn't really like care for that video game too. What much. Skyrim or The Witcher Three? Witcher Three. No, no, uh, Witcher Three is a great game. I just uh, I've put it on the back burner with some of the other games that have come out recently. Right. Yeah, I still got my I still got my save. No, but uh, The Witcher Three. What I thought was cool about that game is that you open it up and. There's a little booklet on the inside that says, thank you for purchasing this game. It said, and it goes on to say, we put several, you know, hundreds of hours in developing this game, and we appreciate you, you know, we appreciate your purchase, and uh, it also comes with an additional CD with the soundtrack of the entire game. Hmm. Yeah, and there's DLC coming out for it, and it's all going to be free. Yeah, but uh, uh, Witcher 3 is pretty, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, there's a lot of boobies in it, too, pixelated boobies. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of sex. There's a lot of. Uh, it's pretty graphic too. There's uh, <laughs> one thing I never thought that I would ever hear about in my entire life is what a lubberkin is. A lubberkin is a demon that is spawned from an aborted fetus that does not get a proper Christian burial, mm. and it will come back to life and kill anyone that stands in its way. That is one of the things that you have to deal with in The Witcher 3. Stands in its way of what? Stands in its way. Of well, what? it's it's like a zombie. It's like a living, breathing, you know, eating machine. What's its purpose? I guess to come back and wreak re vengeance against its father or mother for not giving it a proper burial. Well, that's but you could, it can be redeemed and it can help you out in the, uh, before it crosses over to the, you know, to the other side. Yeah, but it's not its fault that it was aborted. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> anyway, a lot of the stuff in the game is, uh, it's actually a Polish-made game, and I think some of the things in this are based on, like, Eastern European and Polish folklore, which I'm really not that all that familiar with. Uh, but the voice acting's top-notch in it, and um, the, I actually like the dialogue choices in this game a lot better than, like, in, in Fallout 4, um, because the, the, the entire conversation can... You know, actually take uh, take a to total 180 depending on what you pick as your as your choices, and they got some pretty. Si and as far as the, there's a couple spells in the game too. It's pretty simple and easy to to, uh, to get a grasp on. Um, the one thing that I don't like about this game is number one, there aren't as there are very few fast travel locations, and once you find them. Uh, the load times on the Xbox One version, which is what I have, are very, very long. I've it, heard that about a lot of games about Xbox One. You bored our only listener out of the room. Mm. I'm just telling you that. Oh, well. How do you know that he or she was bored? I see that the person's not there anymore. Not I mean, I recognize anyway, so fuck him. Maybe he was trying to figure out if he wanted to sell Google AdSense. Oh, yeah, that too. But his name wasn't in Arabic, so I don't know. He if asked that was me the case what game, me. and I said, yeah. and then he said thanks and left because you bored us. Mm. Thanks, thanks, boring. I wasn't bored. Shoot it. I was enthralled. <laughs> You're boring. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, great gameplay, great dialogue, and dialogue choices. Uh, the only thing I don't like that, about the game is that yeah, one, the fast travels uh, points are way too far apart, and they're kind of hard to find. Long load times, and there are. You do. There are opportunities to make your own items and like potions and stuff in the game, and the ingredients to find them are kind of hard to come by. I found it way easier to make stuff in Fallout 4 than I did in The Witcher 3. Uh, so there's that. And next on my list 
is Destiny: The Taken King. Now, this game is an expansion, mind you, but it did also, but it nevertheless it did come out in 2015. And I didn't actually get into Destiny until the earlier. Oh, I'm sorry, like the middle of 2015, whenever I first got my Xbox One. Um, but anyway, it's to me, it stands on its own as its own game, and it's just it's worth the price. It's worth the price alone of paying, of paying, buying the game over again, which is actually what I had to do. So anyway, uh, there was the, there was that, and better weapons, more things to do, better armor, new characters, and there's dialogue between all of the, uh, <laughs> and there's dialogue between every single mission that you go on under the Taken King quests uh, storylines. So. This music is very relaxing. Yeah, but anyway, that that's the only thing I didn't like about the Taken King game because I didn't pre-order it. I had to, um, like so many other people, um, and when I tried to get just the ex that and the other two expansions, it was cost me just as much as I would have bought the game retail. So I traded in my original disc and I went back and See, decided uh, to get it. Yeah, um, the day after the Christmas. Taken King edition, that is. At the day after Christmas, they were selling uh, the original Destiny for uh, like. Fifteen dollars, and with uh, you know buying the expansion pack, it ended up being less than buying the game with the expansion pack included. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. Jeez. Um, one thing, one bit of controversy that surrounded the Taken King update is even well when it was released, uh, you didn't actually have to get the um, the expansion pack to to get this, but they changed the voice of the. Of the ghost, your ghost companion. It was um, Peter Dinklage, who's from Game of Thrones, that did the original voice, and he got a lot of backlash because people didn't think they put he put enough effort into this performance, which I thought was fine. But then they replaced it his complete dialogue with Nolan North, um, which I I didn't mind his performance either. It kind of reminded me of a C three PO without the British accent. He <laughs> was a little more lively it, with his delivery. Which I and um, and you find the Taken, which are the enemies from the Taken King. You find them all throughout the game, not just on the missions for the uh, the actual Taken King campaign. Mm. So, and you don't have to have the expansion for that all either. They just appear at random, which I thought was kind of cool too. I heard uh, from a friend of mine who jumped on the Destiny bandwagon early that there was a lot of glitches and bugs that they had to work out with uh, Destiny. In the very beginning, but after a while, it it smoothed out. So I don't know. I never got into it. Yeah, I I usually only play it if uh, any of my Xbox friends are on. I usually don't play it that much uh, solo. So the game's meant to be played multiplayer. Mm. Yeah, you're you're because you're pretty deeply uh, involved with EverQuest too. No, I mean I would play them if I could. Oh, you mean the. First-person shooters, yeah. I know you get sick. What if they're in third-person, though? Like Battlefront, the next game on my list. Uh, that's in third-person. In other words, you still see everything that's in front of you, but you see your actual character standing in front of you yeah, on the screen. Yeah, those I can play. Oh, you, oh okay, so third-person you're okay with? Yeah, that's what I do when I play my MMORPGs. Oh, third-person. You could probably play Tomb Raider, then. I've got that on my Xbox, also. That's third-person. Tomb Raider's awesome. Yeah, the definitive edition. It's the best video game tits on the market. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally playing it for that. It's not bad, actually. Something I've always known about you. Whatever. 
Yeah, anyway, next on my list is Battlefront, which I only got a week ago. And it's pretty good for what it's worth. I haven't played it too much. I think that I've played it a lot. And let me tell you, I think that, you know, if you, if you want to play the first-person shooter part of it, that's fine. I think probably as far as... It's a simulation. That's what we got to keep in mind. There's no story mode. There's no storyline. It's it's simulation. Right. They're, they're simulating what the battles were like for Star Wars. And for what it's worth, it is good, you know? Yeah. I think some of the rules are wonky, but I think it's something that they'll iron out. Well, what I do like about the game is that there's there's uh, the space battles, for one, are yes. a whole lot of fun. I love the X-Wing. Yeah. I love the fact that yeah I love the X wing I love the a, both of them um, I even like finding the the intercept flying the interceptor and the Tie Fighter that that yeah, that yeah. is just fun and when you get actually get a hold of the Millennium Falcon you, you which can, I have you, that is a lot of fun too uh, the other one is this the I forget what you call it but the speeder bike level. oh yeah the speeder oh yeah the that speeder is bikes. I that is done that yet. freaking insanely hard. But once you get used to it, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. Now, now the one, the one craft I don't like piloting in that game is the stupid snow speeder. That thing sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did the training mission with that, where you got to take down the AT-ATs. Uh, yeah. But that's so you know, awkward, and every, the lasers are so hard to aim in that mission. The thing that you know, every time I hear somebody talk bad about the game, they're always like, "Ah, oh, that game sucks. There's no story mode." You think you understand? It's a simulation. It is not. A full-up story mode video game. Yeah, which the first two Battlefronts uh, did have campaign. They they did yes, yeah. but this one doesn't, and it's you know it's 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 like multiplayer Call of Duty, you know. But right. it's the multiplayer games are pretty fun too, though. They are when you get on and you get your ass whipped for thirty minutes. It's nice because <laughs> you level up and you get a little bit better. There's good things about. Yeah, the flight games. ones are really fun though. Oh, they are. Uh, they yeah. are. Especially whenever you get the Millennium Falcon. I, I haven't gotten the Slave 1 on the Imperial side yet, though. I haven't either. I've been killed by it a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and But the only thing I don't like is the Millennium Falcon is so freaking hard to kill. If somebody else gets it and you're on the Imperial side, you cannot kill that thing. Same with Slave 1. That's the equivalent on the Imperial side. I hit, I hit that Millennium Falcon with like 9 or 10 torpedoes, and that thing barely did, didn't... Really take any damage. Yeah, I believe it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I still have a lot to uncover about that game. I just downloaded the Battle of Jakku last night, which came with it, and I haven't really, I haven't really got to play I that really know, much. I have it too, and I haven't really noticed really what what it what it brings yet. So I don't, I'm, of course, I haven't either. I'm just kind of sticking with the, the space battles. All right, next on my list is. King's Quest, the long-awaited reboot to one of the, in my opinion, one of the most beloved franchises uh, that I've ever played, and is I have really vivid memories of from my childhood and my teenage years. I have not played the new one, but I have beaten every single King's Quest, although except for uh, the last one. With it, the, uh, yeah, that was number eight, Mask of Eternity. Mask of Eternity. I haven't beaten that one. <laughs> yeah, that game that that was awful. I couldn't even. Played for two hours before I turned it off and uninstalled it and never played it again. Now, who knows where it's at? 
think we, I gave it to good little as long, as long as you don't have to play it to be, play this new game, I'm No, no, no. In fact, this is what's kind of cool because um, my only complaint about this was of what Sierra's done so far is that they took almost six months between the first and second chapters to come out. Um, but I did get confirmation from their uh, whoever was representing them on Facebook that their uh, the next uh, the next chapters aren't there's not going to be a wait time nearly as long. So I'm happy about that. Um, but to answer your question, Kenneth, yeah, it's actually more of a reboot. But what's cool and what I've discovered is that the chapters take place almost before the actual games folks and i so it's kind of like a prequel yeah yeah so uh, yeah the first chapter is called the night to remember they don't um, have anybody named jar jar binks in them do they no no okay God. we're good then yeah, yeah um yes here is owned by activision which is not owned by disney so yeah you don't have to worry about that <laughs> anyway but yeah the, the the main character graham he's basically telling the the entire story um to his granddaughter as an old man so anyway, but yeah, the first chapter of Knights Remember actually takes place before the actual first game, Quest for the Crown, and the second chapter, Rubble Without a Cause, takes in between takes place in between Quest for the Crown and King's Quest II, Romancing the Throne. Ah. So it's before he even you know dreams about his future wife Valenice or whatever goes off to find her. Um, well, it, I think the hardest King's Quest, and you may disagree with me, was the one. Uh, what is his daughter's name? Rosella. Rosella's. Uh, the quest. Perils of Rosella. That one number, was so number seven. hard to, to beat for me, because it was back before the internet, where you could uh, you, you could easily go to the internet and find the answer. So you were sitting there trying to scratch your head and find all these clues and do exactly what. And I could not figure out that game. I, I beat. It took me a lot longer to beat it than it should. Yeah. Um, and that's I think we used we cheated and used the internet whenever that game came out because it was right whenever the internet was starting to take off. Um, but the rest of them we either beat on our own or we bought purchased those damn Sierra hint books where you got to take the the little uh, red uh, the little red uh, piece of see through paper to see the ant to see the what oh, you have yeah. to do or you the have to use lens. the invisible ink uh, marker to so you can see the answers. Ugh. Yep. What's the point of buying the book if you? <laughs> well, it's so you don't. It's it's so you don't uh, un unwillingly look at what you're supposed to do. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's how that's how they decide to set it up. No, but it was a uh, it's pretty innovative for the time. I have to admit. I didn't have uh, that, but I love that game. Yeah. But anyway, the, the new King's Quest series, um, top uh, top notch voice acting. Uh, Wallace Shawn, who was Vizini in The Princess Bride. Is one of the characters in it, and so and Christopher Lloyd is the voice of Old Graham. Oh wow! Old King Graham, yeah. And it's funny because it's like throughout most of the um, pivotal parts in the game that you pass, as he's narrating to his uh, granddaughter, or when he dies, he gives a pun for what goes on, which I think is kind of funny. Cause so that's right up my sense of humor. What, what is this? Is this game for just Xbox One? Or uh, is it... No, it's for Xbox One, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, PS Three, PS Four, and and PC. Ah, PC, gotcha. Yeah, yep. It's out for all. It's out for all of those. Um, oh, I wonder if they're going to remake or reboot Space Quest because that's another one. Of I favorites. would love that, and I know so many people are asking on the Sierra Games thread uh, Facebook page, asking for. A I'm not so of that. much into Leisure Suit Larry or any of that crap, but I. Oh, really, I love Leisure Suit Larry. I, I, it's okay. I I, I like the storyline of Space Quest though. <laughs> that's just funny. I got most of my early sex at sex education from the land of the lounge lizards. <laughs> And my parents knew about it too. 
Man, they approved. Well, they're the one that bought us the game for Christmas that year. I think I was 12. That's right. <laughs> Why is your kid looking at me like a crazy? <laughs> anyway, but no, no. As far as the King's Quest game, I mean, it's it's the it's basically the equivalent of a point-and-click interface. You gotta you know talk to people, gotta use items and all that stuff. Um, just like the old adventure games. Yeah, yeah, and and it has multiple endings too, depending on what you do. Just like a lot of the Telltale games. I, I love adventure games. I, I'm in. You know, I. Uh, the Secret of Monkey Island. Yes, I've loved that. I've, beaten. I've loved that entire series. I beat every single one of them. Uh, I love uh, the Indiana Jones adventure games. The Fate of Atlantis. I have. Yeah, yeah, and there was another one. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, there, uh, the Infernal Machine. It came out for PS2, I think, and a couple of the other systems. Well, there was another PC time. one that came out besides Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, the, it, it was, was really the, early. And it, it was, it really was the Last Crusade. It was the they actually did yeah, yeah, two yeah. versions. One Last was an Crusade. action version, and one was the adventure version. I, I like the adventure. Which version. used the Scum Engine. I'll, yeah, I, it was the adventure game engine. I loved everything Sierra. I love Full Throttle. That was a good game. That was a great game. Anything uh, by Tim Schafer, I love. He day, also did the Monkey Island games. Day of the Tentacle. Yep, that was Tim Schafer also. That was a good one. Yeah. He actually has a new game coming out, too. Tim Schafer does. He's going to be... Oh, yeah, Psychonauts 2, which we've talked about before. Uh, I hate to take you off subject. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, we're on the same subject. We're talking about adventure games. That's exactly... That is what King's Quest is really known for, was by... Uh, really bringing the genre to light because arguably it was the very first game um, where you were able to walk around in a simulated 3D world with walk in front of, behind, around objects. Yeah. And you got to, and it was the very first game that I played where you actually had to use your intellect instead of relying on re reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many uh, other games. And it, well, and it, you, you totally could, opened up my eyes. You could even call it the first graphical puzzle game because there's right. a lot of puzzles in it. Yeah. I mean, other games existed before then, but most of them were just text games. You just played it on a DOS prompt. Yeah. Zork. Yeah. You have Zork, uh, Planetfall, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. The game based on it. Anyway, there, the list goes on and on, but yeah, King's King's Quest series was the one that really jump started the genre. It's by far my favorite. But I'd say a close second would be uh, Space Quest. Mine too. Mine too. All right, next on the list, on going on the adventure game mode, uh, Minecraft Story Mode. Now, I didn't know about this game until October when it released, and um, it holds its own extremely well. I think out of all of the Telltale games that I've played, this is probably my favorite. It's good, clean fun. You don't have to wait until your kids go to bed to play it. And, you know, much like all other Telltale games, as well as King's Quest, um, you can have multiple multiple storylines based on what you do and what you say. And it's got, you know, it's got used the usual Minecraft graphics, too. Except this time it actually has a story. It has characters you can, that um, you can identify with. And, uh, why does my band look a little fucking mixed look? Um, and uh, what I've liked about it also is that they've released the episodes just a couple weeks apart they've released four of them there's a total of five so there's one more that's I think is coming out sometime this month um, but yeah the, there's a lot of uh, as far as the voice, voice actors in there Patton Oswalt plays your main character there's also Martha Plimpton um and uh, oh yeah, Peewee, Paul Rubens, he's the main, he's one of the main bad guys. <laughs> you can't uh, even recognize. It. Oh yeah, and Billy West, who did Stimpy and uh, Fry from Futurama. Huh. 
Yeah, I would go back and play that like two or three times just to see what kind of different endings I get, different outcomes. And you can pick it whether you're a male or female character. All right, and ooh, finally the last one on my list, and this one was kind of a hidden gem for me: uh, Shovel Knight. This was a game that was completely developed by crowdfunding. And now, this was actually a 2014 release, but it wasn't released until uh, for the Xbox One until 2015. Um, but it is right up my alley because it is a retro-based title. It uses the exact same technology that you would see on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And how I describe it to most people is that if you take the best elements from the Mega Man series, Zelda 2, and a little bit of the graphic similarities from Mario 3, you get Shovel Knight. And you also get to you also get to uh, choose which stage that you go to and pick, pick what bosses in, in a certain order, too. Oh, just like Mega Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but anyway, this game was a real hidden gem, gem for me, and I'm glad it's every worth the $15 that I paid for it. Uh, anyway, but that's my that's my list for best games of 2015. So, I don't know. Did you have any games that came out this year, Kenneth? That you that really stood out to you, other than what we've talked about already? Because I know you're really into the game, like indie games on Steam, which I really don't. I'm not really into Steam. I, that's my boys. They're into Steam. Uh, I'm I'm more into you know I do. The only thing I, I really like from Steam is Fairies Mod, and that's only because. There's a lot of physics you can play with in it, but I really, you know, I've um, one of the things I've been watching my boys play that does come from Steam that I'm really kind of interested in, maybe even trying myself, and that's uh, what's it called, Alex Space Space Engineers, space engineers hmm. where you can build your own spaceships and fly through space and land on planets, and it's uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, I like Star Wars Battlefront because I like the original Battlefronts, and I just I love Star Wars. Um, I've been playing, um, of course, EQ2, which is probably phasing out because nobody's on it anymore. But hmm. You'll have to find a new game to play with Shelly at some point once they shut it down. Well, hopefully that won't be a long time, though. You know, for the, I, for the, for the phone, um, man, there is a couple of really good games that may actually be on Android as well. Um I wish I had my phone with me. I don't have my phone. Um, there was a, you, you know those uh, those those paintings they made where it looks like the staircase is always going up and up and up and up and up, no matter. Oh yeah, are. I can't remember who that artist is. They did a game based off of that, and depending on, I mean, there's. Is that like the one in uh, Labyrinth? It, go get my phone, would you? Is that like the? You don't have my game. Yeah, yet. that last scene in Labyrinth before yeah. she wakes up. Yeah, in fact, one of the levels looks just like that. Yeah, because that that scene was based on that painting. I just can't remember the its title or it's uh, the artist who painted painted it. Yeah, it's called Monument Valley. Monument uh, Valley. Hmm. Monument Valley. It is a really interesting game. I mean, it's 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 a puzzle game. So you're you're basically trying to figure out how to get from one side to the other. I love puzzle games. Yeah, and you'll love this one. It's, it, you know, it, it's it's worth the, what, 99 cents to buy it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, and What's it called? I now? actually got it for free as the, for the free app of the week, and I got it, and I, I, I waited to play it forever, Monument Valley. 
uh, I waited to play it forever, and um, I finally, I finally was sitting in the doctor's office and started playing it, and I was hooked because <laughs> it was, it was so neat because it's, it's very well made. Is this like you got hooked into Heyday? We won't talk about Heyday. I like Heyday too. You never play it. I do too. Okay. I also like Marvel uh, Champions on the phone. Honorable mentions. But that's it. That's my list. Cool. I, I honestly, going to college and working, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play video games this year. I, I, I love, I love to though. Yeah, me too. I haven't played any video games this whole entire, two, like the whole summer semester and the whole winter semester. It's, it's kind of hard when, it's kind of quite a workload. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're ready for the. Yeah, for the fun, fun facts. facts. I got ten. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready with ten, and uh, this this had no has no theme. This is just general fun facts. Um, the fun fact number one: banging your head against the wall burns 150 calories an hour. Really? Oh, Shelly's experimenting right now. All right, in the UK, <laughs> you look funny doing that. It is illegal to eat mince pies on Christmas Day. Say why. These are fun facts. Uh, Paternophobia is the fear of being tickled by feathers. Paternophobia? <laughs> I think the P is silent. Might be. When hippos are upset, their sweat turns red. I actually knew that. I knew that too. Uh, a flock of crows is known as a murder. That is murder. Yes, and that's one of Incubus's albums, A Crow Left to the Murder. Uh, Facebook addiction disorder is a mental disorder identified by psychologists. I guess I'll learn about that. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Number seven. Even the average woman uses her height in lipstick every five years. Do you think you use about that more or less, Shelly? Probably, probably less. Yes. You don't need lipstick to look beautiful. Oh, mm -hmm. Piss ass. But you do need it to cover up those sores sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just leave it alone, Danny. Zing! <laughs> 29th May is officially put a pillow on your fridge day. Put a pillow... Wait, put a pillow... On your fridge day? This sounds like something we would come up with just to see if people would do it. Well, then... 29th of May is officially put a pillow on your fridge day. And I, I really think that, that that's something that we would do just to see if people would do it. Cherophobia is the fear of fun. I'm scared. I'm scared I'm going to have fun. And number 10. You ready for this? Human saliva has a boiling point three times that of regular water. That's weird. What's in our saliva? I want to test this area. Everybody starts spitting. You. That's the fun facts of the week, folks. Just on a side note, yeah. um, I was talking to my son uh, yesterday, and I just want to ask you guys, um, does anybody remember the time before video games? 
how we used to um, every sentence used to start uh, pretend like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we used to. Well, I did that when I was a kid while video games existed. Well, there was a time when the console, you know, like in our in the early '80s, there was the, the Atari, but it was for us, it was out of our price range. But and so I still do that. we uh, we always played with I toys, and and uh, there was a you know, huge amount of imagination that we had to come up with when we were playing with our toys. Let's pretend like the Barbies are as tall as the or are the same size as the Transformers. And we said we wouldn't say let's because we, we we weren't that formal. We were like pretend like. Pretend like Transformers and the Barbies are like in the same universe. And <laughs> yeah, I used. To, I remember whenever my family bought our bought a new TV when I was about nine, eight or nine, and we held on to the box for like a year and we tried to make it like the Winnebago from Spaceballs and <laughs> and fly it around, pretend like we're flying it around. We used to do all kinds of stuff like that. We we used to slide down the stairs like you see on shows and uh, with boxes with boxes uh, the, we used to dance to the Rocky Horror Picture Show we used to jump off the roof onto we, a old dirty mattress yeah jumping off the roof we used to uh, put on plays for our parents wait jumping off the roof mm-hmm. yep. onto what a mattress old dirty mattress oh my god yep. we would walk for miles and miles and miles just all day long oh right because one of your backyards was a, a forest it was like four acres four acres and we would just there was a there was a half of Volkswagen back in the back part of it mm-hmm. Volkswagen what Beetle Beetle yeah. yeah it's cool yeah it was four acres it was we had a lot of fun then it was restoring turned out to be your first cars we would dig holes and yeah both of ours and we would come home dirty we were so dirty mom would be like you guys are filthy get in the bath yeah, we had a lot of fun though. Mm-hmm. That's and, and I'm not saying anything bad about video games, but I kind of wonder, um, especially with like Markham and Justin who never go outside or do any, you know, how much are they actually using their imagination? You know, they're 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 basically playing out a story that somebody else has written on the video on the the video games, but at the same time they play those games like Space Engineer and Gary's Mod and they, they come up with all kinds of crap Markham comes in and he's like mom what if and then he brings out this huge long scenario of things that are impossible he does that with me too and then in the car ride he's like mom listen what if and then he'll just do the same thing and I mean it's like wow no that's not going to happen but that's interesting so yeah he still uses his imagination yeah and that, what that's what I love about games like Minecraft too which has become a huge success yeah but those are those are recent games I mean like Gary's yeah. Mod and Minecraft but, but before it was like uh, platform games where you had to follow a certain route and there were some games where you made choices, but there really wasn't a whole lot of free realm. And yeah, you know, I think really kind of the first one that kind of gave you more freedom was like what Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, and the some of the Quest for Glory games, what also made by Sierra, also kind of went on that concept. Yeah, I love Quest for Glory. They, they were kind of an, a somewhat open world game. I do want to point out that games. our children did play outside a lot when they were kids. Yeah, when they were kids, we wouldn't let them play video games. No, I let Markham play, but. Oh, yeah. I let him outside. I mean, I made him go play outside. He would uh, always be like, Mom, can I go play with Blah, Blah, Blah? Yeah, go play outside. Yeah. Well, you know, Justin was that way, too. 
Yeah. He was like the yellow flash. You couldn't see him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the yellow Always flash. on his skateboard. Always on his skateboard. Yeah. And he was skinny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying that the kids that have it worse off because they have video games. I'm just, I'm just curious as to how much, how much time they spend actually just free thinking and. But I think a lot of the games that are coming out are actually helping, you know, because yep. some of the stuff I've seen on Minecraft from kids that come up with is is amazing, and uh, Gary's mod, some of that stuff is just crazy. Yeah, and and Portal was actually a Half Life mod. That's how it started out. Hey. Yeah. Mixer's off. No, it's not. We yeah, have it's... seven minutes rem remaining. You're still in there. I know, but it's when when we talk, it doesn't. Mass. I don't know what little thing you're me. talking about. I, it's still reading on the on the mic uh, channel in That's Mixer. I'm, I'm still in. Why isn't mine reading? Because is there something wrong with no, you? No, because I'm listening with two others. Okay. <laughs> Maybe just a little delay on your end. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. Okay. All right. Sushi, Shelly. New stories. Oh, before, sushi news, sushi news, sushi news. Before we start that, uh, just want to congratulate her on her associate's degree. Her associate's degree. Yes. After how many years off and on? You don't have to put it like that. I wasn't. Yeah, it's been quite a few years. Uh, I've struggled to get it. I finally have it. And I just, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I don't think it's a big deal. I just don't want to brag about it. You know, there's other people out there that would love to have an education that I just, just the, the one I just finished. And um, I don't want to downplay it, but at the same time, I, I just don't want to be braggy about it. A lot of those people can get that education, they just have to want it. And it's not about money, because they can get the Pell Grant, at least get their associates. It's about confidence and, and capacity for learning. Well, yeah. That's and something they can overcome. Yeah, they that can. doesn't mean that you shouldn't celebrate your victories. I know. And believe me, an associate's degree in this time and age is a victory. Well, I feel like it is. I mean, it's not like I haven't ever finished a schooling. I, I went to beauty college and finished that. I just never got my license. Um, but I, I, I did take the test and pass the test so I could get my license. I just never did it. Um, I just decided that that's not what that's not the direction I wanted to go into. Too smart for that anyway. Yeah. All right, sushi news. Oh, yeah. So, Zombie Cat celebrates New Year's Eve nearly one year after being buried alive. Who is this exactly? This is a cat that got buried alive. Buried. 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 Was this like a mean trick that people played, or did they actually think that the cat was dead and they buried it? They did think he was dead. It, it's been nearly a year after he was run over and then buried alive. And then left to claw his way out of the earth. But now, Bart the cat, the so-called zombie cat, is celebrating life, perhaps the best way cats know how, by sleeping. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so there's a couple of photos where I think he lost an eye when he got Jeez. hit by a car. That is so sad. Yeah. Mm. So uh, after like they believed he was this. dead, uh, the, Ellis Hudson said he had his neighbors help bury him. A scene in the New Year's Eve photo up here that I'm looking at, it looks like he uh, is, was in positive health after he dug himself out. He's lucky because he could have got put in a box. 
Is his name Zombie? Did they change his name? His name's Bart. Bart. Bart the Zombie Cat. Bart the Zombie Cat. So. Sounds like they didn't bury him very deep to the cat's good fortune. You know what's funny is he looks like he has a goatee. He's a cute little kitty. So, a father and a son stole $41,000 worth of chicken wings from a restaurant. $41,000? Damn, must have been a whole... The, the, the restaurant's entire stock. Authorities said a father and son stole more than $40,000 worth of chicken wings from a New York restaurant where they worked and sold them on the street or two other Maybe businesses. this was over time. Maybe it was like embezzlement. Because I can't imagine a store keeping $41,000 worth of chicken in stock. I can't imagine. Because it goes either. bad so fast. They said that the two, um, both from Syracuse, were caught stealing wings from the Twin Trees 2 restaurant in Syracuse. Deputies said both men were employed as cooks when they placed numerous chicken wings orders with the restaurant's wholesaler. So it was an inside job. Go on. Officials said the Rojects would later pick up the orders. The Rojects? They're like Rejects. That's their last names. Oh. Later pick up the orders and resell them at reduced prices. The men billed about $41,000 worth of wing orders to the restaurant's account between last February and November the 21st. Both have been charged with grand larceny and falsifying business records. It wasn't immediately clear if it sure wasn't grand theft poultry. (laughs) So yeah, they stole some uh, chicken wings. I've never seen a man eat so many chicken wings. And man killed trying to steal from condom machine. In what must rank among the bleakest Christmas stories of this and any other year, a German man died on Christmas Day during a failed attempt to steal money from a condom machine. Was it Flula? Please tell me it was Flula. No. I'm no. just kidding. That's a, that's a YouTube. That's a YouTuber. Schopenhagen. Police in Schopenhagen, near the Dutch border, says the man was killed by a flying piece of metal as he tried to take the cover. Or try to take cover when he and two accomplices blew up the outdoor vending machine. The surviving pair brought the man to a hospital where officials didn't believe their story that he had been fatally injured in a fall. Um, That's the investigators found money and condoms strewn around the destroyed machine. So, of all the vending machines or business types that they could have committed rob. Uh, armed robbery with, they decided to choose a vending machine dispensing condoms. That doesn't seem like the brightest strategy to me for even for a criminal. I think Schopenhagen, I think this is one of the second stories I've said about this particular Unless it was in a red light district, maybe that that would have been the catch. I think this is one of the second stories I've said about this city, and I bet it reflects the same issues as Florida. Probably. I think Schopenhagen is Florida. Schopenhagen is Germany's Florida. Schopenhagen and Deutsche. That's awful. And that's all I've got. That's all you got for news? Yeah, I don't have anything to sell today. But I do want to say this. If you are interested in uh, jewelry, I know a sales lady. Yes, your wife can. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Premier Designs. By Kimberly Heath. And you can fi- figure out any information by emailing Kenneth. Special K at RoboTunerPodcast.com. Yes. Get you in touch with. Because you know Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes, it is. And the spring line is coming out. Yep, so why not 
surprise your significant other with some new bling bling. And find out if she's allergic to any metals or, or jewelry types. There are some boys that like necklaces too. First. So, uh, one other announcement, and I've been toying around with saying this uh, just because. And that's where Mixler cut off. We only went for about five minutes longer, but we didn't do trivia or anything like that this week. So, that was it for this week's show. As always, if you'd like to be a guest and you're local to the DFW area, you can drop me a line at Fujiwa. F-U-J-I-W-A-H at RoboTunerPodcast.com If you got any fun facts you want to spew, send them to Kenneth, special K, at RoboTunerPodcast.com Got any trivia, send them to Shelly. Sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I at RoboTunerPodcast.com uh, Follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at RoboTunerIP. You can also leave us a voicemail at 682-325-1696 and check out all these other po- local podcasters that we support. The Jerry Jonestown Massacre, Funky Town Podcast, the Digital Frustrations Network, which only consists of two shows now, Life As I Know It, and Retro Warriors. Rockin' Dudes was the third, but they are having their last show this week. That one is coming to an end. We also have Paper Hacks, Tyree Radio, The Intoxicated Gamer, and Raise a a Glass Podcast. Until then... Thanks for bearing with us with, once again, another ambient mic recording occurrence. And we'll see you next week. All right, pants. Doing the podcast. Robo-tuner, master of debacles. Doing the podcast. Sushi strange news. Doing the podcast. Special case fun fact. Doing the podcast. Pooping for pop can. Doing the podcast. Get on me. Doing the podcast. Red Pants Theater. Doing the podcast. You can't put the chains on, Robo-tuner. Red Pants.